Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi, everyone. This is Chatting with Nat. Yes, it's Nat Bidin, Natalie Jean. And today we have the honor of having singer-songwriter Ariadne Mila. I didn't want to mess up that name because it's such a beautiful, authentic name. Ariane Mila is a Filipino-American artist and songwriter. Having taken classical piano lessons as a child, she soon grew to love the lyrical expression and vulnerability of artists. Her chill pop sound is influenced by artists such as Lau, Nina Nesbitt, and lover era Taylor Swift, as well as the artists she grew up listening to, including Michelle Branch, Vanessa Carlton, and Avril Lavigne. Ariane continues to hone her craft and will continue to release more music in the coming months. Let's give her a round of applause. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm still alive in this crazy thing we call a pandemic. It's I know. Oh, my God. I feel like <laughs> I haven't been out in the real world. <laughs> so. I know. It feels like that, doesn't it? It's just, it's, it's crazy. It's truly, truly great. Um, So how have you been doing um, during this pandemic? How have you been feeling? It's been interesting. Um, I think, I think there's been in amidst all the stress and the uncertainty of it, because there is a lot of, you know, just that general feeling of anxiety. And like at the beginning of the pandemic, I would like, I mean, it was just so anxiety inducing to like do normal things like going out and getting groceries and stuff because your sense of safety has definitely been rocked a little bit. Um, But yeah, yeah. Um, But I think in terms of like the, the silver linings of this, it's been really good to um, just have the time to kind of settle down and almost like things that I felt like were really important before don't seem as important. Um, I'm going out to eat less and spending less money, which is great. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's been, and it, interestingly enough, I had never co-written with other songwriters until the pandemic. And I think it's mostly because like the norm now is Zoom co-writes or Skype or FaceTime. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that wasn't really a thing before. So a lot of the people that I work with now, like we have never met in person. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Yeah. New phenomena, I think. Um, Did you, during the pandemic, did you do any live streaming? Um, I did. I did a couple, like, you know, I'd go, like, I went live when I had a song release, or I do, like, little interactive things on social media when I would have music out. Mm -hmm. Um, And so those were, yeah, those were interesting ways to engage with people um, and engage with others. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it definitely was. I, I tried it out for the first time with B squared management and um sometimes I had a bunch of people there, sometimes there were a few people there, sometimes I was singing to myself. But that's okay. <laughs> it allowed me to practice my music 
because the brain's going dead and sometimes I can't remember. I'll tell you, I will perform in a, and I'll mesh all my songs together and I'm like, well, they don't even know. <laughs> it still sounds good whenever I'm putting on there. Sometimes I just like to throw in words to see if anybody's uh, paying attention. But yeah, it was cool to, it was cool to be able to live stream because it, at least it, you know, let us use our creativity somehow in some way. And now, you know, with things opening back up, we still have that avenue to be able to do those things. How long have you been in the music industry? Um, as far as making money, which streaming, like uh-huh. I've made like, you know, you know, you, it's not great. Um, but, right. but in terms of like how long I've had music out, I've had music out since maybe I think 2019 was when I had my first single out. And I was okay. doing it under a different artist name. It was just my first name. And that's a whole other thing of, like, figuring out, you know, what. Because Mila is actually my grandmother's name. Um, and but, but when I went by just my first name, it, like, there were, like, seven other people with just that name. And so it became really confusing. But that was the first time that I had music out. Um, and I was actually, like, releasing songs. Um, I did... I started doing some gigs. Like I did the whole, like when I was in college, I would do the coffee house thing if there was an open mic or something. Um, started, yeah, I, I did some local gigs around Austin around sometime 2018, 2019 also. Um, yeah. So awesome. a, few, a couple, a few years. So I like to ask this one question of everybody. <clears throat> so during the pandemic, you know, there's a lot of things that we can take away from it. Obviously there's pros and cons believe it or not. Um, the cons, as we know, people got sick um, and some people died and some still have residual residue from uh, being sick with COVID. And there's so many tragedies last year. But the, the pros yeah. of the pandemic is that, you know, climate animals were able to breathe because we weren't out in the streets. Yeah. Mother Nature was like, oh, I can breathe now. Nobody's here. Um, yeah. Families were out and about walking around. You never really saw that too much. Around my area, you didn't see that too much. And now it's like, it was really weird to see all these families together. I know that um, some of my friends, colleagues, associates were like, they cut back on work because they realized they were missing out on family time. Um, Some people have quit their jobs. They're just like, oh my gosh, I want to do something that makes me happy, something that makes me more fulfilled. Because one of the things the pandemic has done is that we know that life is short. But it actually should be short, So a lot of people are taking advantage of that and just saying, you know what, I need to find that thing that motivated me. Just like me, I was working for a job, uh, with a job for 15 years. Um, in May, I decided to quit to do music full time. Crazy, yes, because I have no money. But I'm going to do it because I have to try, because um, music is my mm-hmm. passion. Great. Now, a couple of years ago, I decided, well, I really thought about myself as an artist and decided I want to be an effective player. I want to do more message, social media, social message um, impact songs. Um, I'm still doing the other uh, type of songs because I want to get my music and film and television. Social impact songs are not in there. So during the time that we had downtime, so to speak, um, did you have time to reflect about who you want to be as an artist artist how you want to be perceived did you change your branding is there something that you yeah. want to do did you really think about all those things i i did um and it's it's interesting that you mentioned kind of like you know wanting to to create music that has a social influence as well because um i do 
release music. It's under a project name called This Is Fine, and we just released our first single um, on, on Women's Equality Day, which is the 26th of this month. And right. that was a really cool way. I think the pandemic, I feel like there was this, well, 2020 and, and 2021 as well was like just packed with lots of kind of things that really just forced us to reflect on how we were doing things and how we were thinking about things, like especially in terms of race and all of that. And so activism was something that I really thought about a lot more um, mm-hmm. and became a lot more involved in and just thinking about all of all of the the social issues um and so and so that was a really cool way for for me and uh, my other collaborator Dale and Brinkley um of the band Citizen Badger and we we both found this we both found that when we would talk and co-write like what naturally we ended up talking about was just everything that was happening we would talk about the racism issues we would talk about climate change um and you know when we were we were writing during the election time too and so we were talking about that and um and so that became a really good way for us to just like express our thoughts and kind of combine our activism with our songwriting. And that's something that's really important to me because I do want to create music that helps inspire positive change, even if it's in a small way. Um, and so that's something that, that I kind of thought about as an artist, you know, how do I combine music, which I love and kind of help to use it as a force for good. Um, and so, so that's really important to me. And I also did um, a lot of, I guess I would go down like the Spotify rabbit hole. I did a lot of like thinking about what kind of sound I wanted. And I discovered a lot of new artists that I didn't even know existed pre-pandemic. And it was just because, you know, in the early stages of, of the pandemic, when we were in our quote unquote lockdown, right. I, I was home all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I was I was just home and I wasn't I wasn't going anywhere so I would just listen to music all day and I would find a song that I liked and you know go to that artist and find other songs and I think it really helped me kind of think about um, what kind of vibes and what sounds and what elements I wanted to incorporate in my song because I think for a long time I thought I was just gonna be like acoustic because that was what I had always done and I loved Michelle Branch and like those mm-hmm. kinds of singers when I was a kid. And so it was almost like, you know, kind of wish fulfillment of like this childhood dream. Um, but I think as I got older, like my, just my taste changed a little bit, they evolved a bit. And so I think the sound that I have now, it was kind of like a combination of the things that I found I liked as I got older and a little bit of that kind of melodic element of the acoustic pop that I liked. So um, so yeah, I did a lot of reflecting, like both in terms of the kind of message that I wanted to put out, and also like the sound that I wanted to create. Awesome, awesome! I love that reflection is good. <laughs> <laughs> How would you describe your music? Um, so I always say chill pop. I I feel like that's kind of like I, I have some. I meet some other people and they're and they have like these really neat like descriptions of their songs and I never know how to describe my music but I think it's like kind of a chilled out pop like it's um it it still has like it's still groovable but there's also like there's melody and it's a bit mellower and I think I I personally feel like it's one of those types of songs where um you know, it, it works as, like, background music if you've got, like, a little get-together. Not that we're doing that right now, but 
I, hypothetically um or, or like you know it could be like good background music if you're just like chilling at home or going for a long drive so I think I like some songs that kind of like pull elements from different genres um and yeah I I'm a big fan of like music that kind of um, straddles the lines between genres and right. um so yeah I would say yeah um so that kind of pop-ish chill pop-ish <laughs> chill pop-ish Hey, why not? You know, I, there are many people that need to be chill right now. Um, you know, out there in the world, out there in our crazy cray cray world. What was it yeah. the music industry made you gravitate to it? What Was it a specific performance? Was it something that you heard? What was it that was like, oh my gosh, I have got to be music because music is me? Yeah. Um, I think it's been... I think it's a combination of things. And I grew up um, in my family, and it's not just my family. If you're Filipino, you have a karaoke machine in your house. You just do. And that's like the thing everybody parties. Um, we all love to sing. Everybody in my family sings. I am not the only. And so it's funny because when I like, I mean, they're supportive of my music, but they also can do the exact same thing if they wanted to. Right. Um, and so, but I think it's just, I grew up in a musical family and that became like a way for us to spend time together. Um, mm. And, you know, when I would list, when I would, when I would think back to memories and times that like I remembered fondly or times that, you know, I would look back on and be happy there, it was almost like I would remember the song that I associated with that memory. And so like the first time I went to see the very first Harry Potter movie, like I remember the song playing in the background when I was on my way home from that and stuff. And so I think music has just become a way for me to like it. I've ha songs have been attached to different memories of my life. And so it's been like kind of a sentimental thing. And I think just noticing the way that it was so present in my life and the way it affected me. Um, and just, it's like, it was a way for me to express myself. Songwriting is really like a safe space for me to kind of say what I want to say. And so, yeah, I think it's just that, that self-expression um, is, was kind of like, yeah, I have to do this. So then that intertwines the next question. What do you love about being an artist? Um, I love there's a lot of things. Um, I love creating. That's first and foremost my favorite thing. I love being in my, well, I would, I was going to say the studio, but I have my home studio now because I do all of my stuff at home now. Um, right. But yeah, I just love, like, I love writing. And I was actually an English major in college. So um, I, I love words. I've always loved reading. And I think what I love about songwriting is it combines the writing and the music. So, um, and it's interesting because if you take out, like if, if you just read the lyrics on, on a sheet of paper without the music, you might interpret it slightly differently. But when you add right. the music and you see where like the, the hits are and where the music kind of swells and, you know, pulls back a little bit, that almost helps like um, not alter the meaning, but it, it helps you interpret it in a specific way. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, I, love creating and I love um, writing about my experiences. I think it's really cool when I write about something um, and so, and it resonates with someone else or someone says, you know, it gives them the feels or um, even if they interpret it in a completely different way than what I wrote it, I still think that's cool. Um, I think it's like a neat little way for um, when an artist or when a listener kind of resonates with 
the song of an artist. That's like a neat little way of them communicating without actually communicating. Um, yeah. So, so I just love, I just love creating things. Um, and I think the pandemic has been like, it kind of forced me to take a step back and focus on just creating instead of focusing on like, you know, how people, like what everybody else thinks or keeping up with certain things. I think it really allowed me to just create the things that I wanted to create. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Um, you hit, you Thanks. said things that rings very true. You know, during the pandemic, I did a lot of webinars and music conferences and stuff like that. I did something on TikTok and they were like, oh, you need to do five videos a day. One who has time for that. But, um, right. <laughs> but they, the one thing they said that registered with me was that, you know, the most popular videos on TikTok are the ones that are very authentic. Like people are craving mm-hmm. authenticity. They want the real artists. It's okay to like, you know, mainstream artists and stuff like that, but they like art. The people are gravitating more towards um, artists that are very honest in their music that, um, mm-hmm. that the artist is writing something about some personal experience. That's why I, I think a lot of people love Adele. Not only can she sing, yeah. like this girlfriend, you feel like you could pick up the phone and talk to her and say, yeah, this dude was a piece of doo-doo to me, this, that, and the other. And, <laughs> You know, and she could just relate. So how important is it for you to be authentic in your own music? I mean, it's, I, I don't know. I mean, in my personal experience, you know, the artists that I also work with that are, you know, they're also doing it the indie way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, that's the only way to be, you know, like how we don't know how to create music that isn't authentic or that doesn't say something that like has been floating around in our heads all the time. Um, so yeah, it's, I think it's so important and, um, it's also, I think it's empowering too, because it kind of, it's, it's like this affirmation that like the way you are with, you know, what you have and what you can do and what you have to say, like, that's enough. You don't have to try to be something else. I think that's a really empowering feeling to know that like, you know, people crave authenticity and that doesn't mean perfection. That's two separate things. And so it kind of takes the burden of perfection off of you and it just allows you to just be yourself. Amen to that. Now we're <laughs> going to play your song, Ariadne. We're going to play your song, Ariadne. Um, it's okay. called Not What is that about? Yeah, so that is about, um, it's, it's about staying true to, um, I guess, I at the risk of sounding trite, like staying true to yourself, but I think in the context of like relationships, um, it's kind of absolving yourself of the guilt of like leaving relationships or any kind of situation that doesn't serve you anymore. And I think for me, whenever I used to kind of make decisions or say no to things, um, I always felt really guilty. And I felt like I was letting this other person down, even though that meant putting my needs last. And I think, you know, especially as women, like, we're conditioned to, we're, we're always inundated with these messages. Like women have to be helpers. Women have to be sacrificial. And yeah. And every time I see, so like on mother's day or when it's somebody's birthday and like, you know, people are like, Oh, my mother, she sacrificed everything for me. She gave up her dreams. And I'm like, I mean, I'm glad that she loves you, but women should not have to give up their entire selves to, you know, to be valued. And so, yeah, I think it's just, I think that was something so ingrained in me. Um, and, but when you, you know, when you put yourself last and everything, that's really harmful and you lose yourself and you end up not doing things and living in a way that, um, 
that you feel suits you. And so not then is really about like just this kind of reminder to um, that it's okay to put yourself first and that, you know, it's worth protecting your peace that you can, that you can say no to things without feeling guilty. Um, And yeah, that like you can, yeah, self-love is, is the most important thing. And that, that shouldn't be something that you have to sacrifice. Amen to that. All right. Well, we're going to hear one from our sponsor, and then we're going to play Hi, this is Nikki Chris, and I host a podcast called Mixin' It. Mixin' It focuses on women in the music, entertainment, and the performing arts. Our goal is to provide an avenue for industry veterans and up-and-coming artists, musicians, engineers, and producers to showcase their talent. Listen to Mixin' It on Monday Music Madness at 8 p.m. Eastern on the Sim Radio Network.
Thank you so much. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's the, it's, it, rings it rings true for so many reasons. Like, I'm always posting um, inspirational quotes about loving yourself, and people have a true, truly hard time with that one. Because uh, in our society, you know, loving yourself seems to be like a conceited thing to do. But you yeah. can't do anything in life without loving yourself because everything that you put out is your own energy. So you don't want to put out energy where you hate yourself because that doesn't make any sense because that's what you're putting out. And nobody's yeah. going to uh, um, go for anything that you're doing out there. Um, and, and the whole thing about putting yourself first is integral to anything. And I was just talking to somebody else um, earlier today, uh, Naomi Sky, about relationships and even relationships, mm -hmm. whether it's friendships or boyfriends or whatever, or girlfriends, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, you have to learn not to always um, put yourself last. It has to be mm -hmm. has to be supported. Both both individuals have to be supported in in those relationships. And if you keep, you know, being the person that's always giving, 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 um, in, in the end you're going to be re resentful. You know. Yeah. And it, mm -hmm. you know, in my own life, I've had to learn about those things. Um, and I'm glad you you made the point about women. And how we've been taught to, you know, stand back <laughs> and not give yeah. ourselves, and not give our, ourselves value, and that is so wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so wrong. for sure. It's it's been it's a hard thing to unlearn too, because I think yeah. so many women attach their self worth to like how much they sacrifice and give up to help everybody around them. Um, and there's nothing wrong with helping, but it right. should not be at your expense, you know. Exactly. Now, yeah. who, dead or alive, would you like to perform with, and why? Ooh, that's really tough. Dead and alive. Um, <laughs> just perform, or like perform and or collaborate, like with both. Both. <laughs> okay. Mm. I think alive would be Max Martin. Because his songs have been everywhere. He like any pop song I have ever heard. Like I, it's like whenever I talk to people about Max Martin and they don't know him, I'm like, you've probably listened to a lot of music that right. he wrote. So, um, so would be him. Um, would be one of my dream collabs. Um, Taylor Swift would be another collab. Um, because I just respect her as a songwriter. I think she's great. Right. Um, Lin Manuel Miranda because I think he's a genius. Yes. <laughs> He is. Oh my goodness. He's I, I, I love his style. Um and just his lyrics are so good. He's he's so just like such a wordsmith. Um yeah. yeah. I so I would love to collaborate with him. Um Dead would be I think Prince would be such a great <laughs> collaboration. Um that would be like one of yeah, like another dream collab. Um yeah. Ella Fitzgerald would be interesting. I've just always yeah. loved, I love her voice. Yeah. Um, yes. And no. Aretha. I love Aretha's voice. <laughs> I think, but, but I don't know what I, and it's when I mention people like Ella and Aretha though, and I think, and I'm like, but what could I possibly add to them? Like they hey. are already, like, what can you I? You just never know. You just never know. <laughs> you pick some really yeah. good people. Um, piggybacking off of Lynn Winwell. Now when I saw Hamilton, I actually saw it on Disney Plus and I mean, I was I, I was so in awe. Yeah, and I, I was 
and I'm thinking, I'm want, I mean, I'm in awe of everybody that was in the production of that. Um, mm-hmm. And his, his writing is fundamental, fundamental. But I was just, how the hell can anybody remember all those lyrics? Oh I my mean, God! Yeah. And to put on a stage production. Yeah. I That's, can't remember I what I did yesterday. <laughs> and so there's a, there's one number, and I think that they 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 kind of like measured the words per per minute. Mm. And it was like a record, and it was Guns and Ships, um, and Lafayette's mm. part uh, was played right. by David Diggs, and he is insane. Like I don't know how he doesn't get tongue tied doing that really fast. I mean. I watched that and my face. I mean, I might. I mean, if somebody watched and videotaped me. My face was. My my. Oh, mom, and <laughs> what's great about it is that the entire production, you were in it from the beginning to the end. There wasn't a moment we were like, okay, I'm bored. Da da da. No. Yeah. When were sure that you were engaged, and then it made you really mm-hmm. want to go out and learn about Hamilton because after I actually I went and googled Hamilton. Yeah. About him, um, so yeah, no, I, I think creatively he's a genius, um, mm-hmm. and deserves all the accolades that he got uh, for Hamilton and everything else um, that he's doing in the world. Um, what is your writing process like? Um, and if you if you ever have writer's block, how do you deal with it? Yeah, um, I love one of my favorite things when I meet other songwriters or when I attend like conferences. There's always, or usually there's like one, there's there's one little session that talks about like how to get over writer's block. And people have the coolest things they do, and I'm always like, I'm always looking for ways to get over it because it is a thing that happens, and it happens. I think I sometimes feel like it happens more frequently to writers than it does to people who don't write, you know, for right. like a living or regular. <laughs> And so, but, but yeah, my writing process, it, it varies. Um, it's, it's sometimes it's lyrics first and sometimes it's music first. Um, right. Sometimes I will have a melody in my head first and then I kind of find the words to kind of fit in there. Um, and then the melody will inevitably alter just a little bit because just of the words that you choose. So it, it kind of changes a bit. Sometimes the melody and the lyrics happen almost simultaneously, which is like a weird experience personally that doesn't happen often. But when it does happen, I'm like, okay, I think this is, I think I'm onto something if they both happen at the same time. Um, and so, yeah, it's, so it kind of varies each time. And I think, I think the most important thing for me is just to set aside some time every day to write a little bit, like 15 minutes, just free write and just kind of like write down what's in my head, almost like journaling kind of, but you know, mm. without, it doesn't have to be complete sentences, just get some something on paper. And that kind of jogs, um, it's kind of like, um, it jogs your creative engine, I guess, um, right. kind of helps get things, get things going. And, um, and even if I don't come up with anything that's like song worthy that day, like I can go back and be like, Oh, this is a cool idea or I can use some bits of it. So um, yeah, the most important thing I think is like to write. And I kind of think of it as like, it's similar to when it's similar to the philosophy that people have when it comes to like working out or mastering an instrument, which is like small progress every day is, is kind of better than trying to do like four hours of practice once a week right. or something. Like if you practice, 
yeah, like 15, 20 minutes a day, every single day consistently, like you're going to strengthen that muscle or you're going to, you know, get better at that instrument. And it's the same thing with songwriting. It's just a muscle. Um, it's your brain. So I'm just kind of exercising that creative muscle. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. 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 Um. <laughs> it's interesting because I, when I songwrite, I, I'm still old school. Um, I use paper <laughs> and I use a screen and I'll just throw words like words I find interesting that I want to use. Sometimes I'll just look around me. I, I have a theme. I know what I want to write about. Well, how am I going to make a difference? That's what is always <laughs> in the back of my head. Um, yeah. Like right now, I'm trying to write a holiday song and I stared at the screen and I put some words on it and I'm, and I, and I'm going to see my music producer on Wednesday. <laughs> I haven't done um, but yeah, I'll just throw things around. And I usually, normally like, I like to start with a chorus and then work around uh-huh. it. Um, but mm-hmm. I have to say that the best place for me to create music is in the shower. But, and then I forget oh. the, what I, I forget what I, I I started singing in the shower. That's why I'm going to create yeah. this gadget that's waterproof that you can just have it in the shower and start singing and record that. Because, you know, everybody's like, hey, you can bring your phone in there. And then everybody's like, no. Mm-mm. I no, want that's risky. <laughs> One friend actually told me, she said, it's probably because the acoustics in the shower are really good. And also the water, and, you know, water is very cleansing and very soothing and calming. It's, it's because you're yeah. by and you're, you feel free. And that's probably mm-hmm. why, um, you know, songs come to people so easily in the shower is there a mm-hmm. place a crazy place you've ever re, um created a song like came up with an idea Ooh, um, i'm gonna have to think a little bit um <laughs> i mean it could be in a forest could be on a bus could be you could have had a song I, like one time i had a song idea i had i needed one more song for this album i'm thinking oh my yeah gosh, right about and then i walked by a bus a bus stop and I saw a map, uh-huh. and that was it. The song was called Map, and I created it from there. So that is so cool. Yeah, I, I um, try to yeah. things a lot. Yeah, I think so. I started part of the song. I was in I, for an old job that I had. I was having to travel a lot, and I was going to Asia all the time. I was in Singapore, and I was sitting at this rooftop like bar type thing. Yeah. Um, in Singapore and I was just thinking like and I remember just feeling really homesick and I love Singapore it's beautiful and it's so clean I one Mm. time got kicked out of a store because I was holding a Starbucks drink and I could not have a drink in the store I couldn't be drinking it (laughs) and like you'll get fined for things like eating in public and or chewing gum on the train I don't know it's really weird but but it's a beautiful city and the people are really friendly um, but yeah, I remember just sitting there and I was like, I'm in this really nice city and I love it here, but I really just want to go home. And so I ended up writing about writing the song called Home. And it was about, you know, me wanting to just kind of, kind of craving the familiar and wanting to be back, back home. Um, I don't know if I remember the words to that song. It was a long time ago, but I have it written down in a notebook somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's another place I have things written down all over the place. Yeah. Thank God. Um, so we're going to play your song, Yours, Mine. Tell us what that's about. 
Yeah, so that one, um, it's it's a love song. Um, I think when I wrote it, I was thinking about the concept of soulmates, and I was doing all of this, like, kind of thinking about random things, because I wrote this during election week, and I normally read the news all the time, and I watch it, and I try mm-hmm. Uh, you know stay abreast of what's going on but that week I just could not it was way too stressful so I was like this is going to be my week where I like just completely avoid the news and I just watch Mm -hmm. all of these like guilty pleasure type shows and just any like just anything to distract me so I was watching Witches of East End and there was this character there were these two characters where like they I guess they had one of them had like this weird curse where she like never died and she always like was reborn but in you know as the same person but she lived different lives and the same and her like her partner basically they always ended up finding each other and they were kind of essentially I guess soulmates like they would always just be drawn to each other and find each other and so I was playing with this idea of like the concept of that of like soulmates where like you know um is what would that feel like and um, how would you know when you found them? And is it really kind of like a fate thing where mm-hmm. regardless of what happened or what life you were in, like somehow you would always find each other. So that was kind of what I was thinking about with this one. I like it. Let's play it.
Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, what is the one thing you wish you had known before you got into the music industry? Um, the one thing I wish I had known, I think just. I think the one thing I wish I had known is um, that it's it's okay to be particular about the things you say yes and no to. Um, yeah. So one of my, yeah, one of my friends who's a songwriter as well, she had shared this bit of advice with me, which is um, if it's not a hell, if it's, I was going to say it's not a hell no. If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. <laughs> and I think that, especially because I was younger. Um, and so, you know, I didn't have as much life experience, but when I was younger, I would kind of say yes to, to things, um, to, to things that maybe I wasn't really feeling or like if, you know, I finished a song and, and, and there were still things that I kind of wanted to change or I wanted different ideas, but if the other people said, you know what, it's fine. I would just kind of be like, okay, never mind. Um, and I think this time, it, it took me a little bit of time um, to learn that, like, y- you know, you're not you're not being demanding, you're not being bossy or anything like that. Like, you can vouch for what you want. You can say no if it if it just doesn't align with your goals and your values. Um, and that just opens up the door for you to it. It just makes room for the the right things to come to you and the right opportunities and the right people. So. Yeah, and if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And I think that's that applies to a lot of things outside of music, but it's been really valuable too within music. So true, so true. Um, what is a message or quote you like to use on the daily or monthly or yearly that motivates you? Ooh, um, not a, I guess, kind of a quote um which is just just do it <laughs> and every time I think of that I I think of the Shia LaBeouf video um and where he's kind of like in front of a green screen um but I think that's like one of those things sometimes um if like it's a day where I'm feeling like you know what I don't know if I'm gonna like I'm I don't know if I'm gonna be able to record this this thing today or like I'm not feeling my best like it's still okay to try, and if it doesn't right. work out, if it's really a bad day, no harm. Like, it's it's fine. I kind of, the just do it for me is kind of like that motivator to, like, you know what, don't be afraid if you do a bad job today because that's not a reflection on who you are. Um, and just because you didn't do great today it doesn't mean you're a bad artist. It just means that you had a bad day, and that's everybody has that. So I think that's one of those things is, you know, it, it's a little quote that kind of reminds me to, like, just go for it. And if I don't do great today, um, that's okay. And I can try again tomorrow. I love that because um, it's so true. It's so true. Mm-hmm. People understand in the music business and everything, everything is subjective. Sometimes yeah. one group will love your music, another group won't. Um, that's just the way it mm-hmm. works. In the end, what's most important is that you love what you do. You love what you put out. Like I was telling somebody else, if you can't listen to your your song on repeat for an hour, don't put it out. Because I know I yeah, can. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. I can listen for hours. <laughs> and I will turn <laughs> my stuff on. I'll look at my YouTube videos and say, oh, yeah, girl, you, can, you do your thing. And then it's me. You got to love 
stuff if you can't love the stuff that you do. Right, right. And that's the energy that you want to come back to you. You don't want people, the negativity to come back to you. You want love to come back to you. So remember to yeah. always in everything that you do. I think that's important. Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, Sorry, I think I'm. Sorry, what was that? I, I think I cut out. It's raining here. So. You were going to say something? No, no, no. I was just saying that I agree with you with everything you said. I think that's that's so true. You know, it's just that's that's just the way. And I think that once you have that mindset, you can be successful in anything that you mm-hmm. want to be successful. And then you, yeah. you know. And screw the, you know, screw people, you know, and I say that in the <laughs> nicest way possible, you know, yeah. you, you can't live your life for other people. You've, you've got to do you. Right. That's, that's yeah. the end of that, and, you know? Yeah. And in the end, you're the one that is, the, you're the one that's living with the decisions you make. So you Amen. have to make them for you. Amen. You just said it. <laughs> you just said it. Well, Ariadne, thank you so much for being on chatting with Nat. Hopefully, one day soon we can do an IG live. Um, I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, we'll yeah. Schedule that sometime soon. Um, I've learned a lot. I'm going to follow you. I'm not going to stalk you, but I will follow you and you know, <laughs> listen to your music because I think it's awesome. I love your authenticity. I like. The fact that you speak your truth and you know who you are. And I think a lot of uh, young ladies and older women will be inspired to, uh, by you. Oh, thank you so much. That means a lot. And thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed chatting with you. Thank you so much. Now, everybody, that was singer-songwriter Ariadne on Mila on Chatting with Nat. You can find her on her website is tap.bio forward slash at ariadne.amila. She's also on Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, Instagram. And if you didn't get that, you just Google her. Google is such a great thing. That's why I'm getting a t-shirt that says Google me because we can't remember everything that we're on these days. It's just been crazy. So check her out. Yeah. I love her. You'll love her too. Until next time on Chatting with Sam. women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Love your voice.